Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So there's this thing I'm really worried about. I think this is the type of place where we all want to stick together. Hey, boy, come deliver this crate. (laughs) (laughs) It's not tell me or I'll shank you. So you want to sleep three to a bed? Of course. Lion Shields and Costner. Kevin Costner. How you doing? Welcome to the White Heart Inn. Everman Flow or something like that. Amrath Mulnabar. Ah, yeah, there we go. Nailed it, Doran. I feel so much like we're walking into a trap. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. You can kill anything. Welcome back to Dice Shame, episode 55, Witch Hunt. MVP this week is Damien Barry, who joined us recently on Facebook. Damien's listening to us from the road in Australia. Watch out for that kangaroo, Damien! Ah! Oh, oh. 
Today marks the one-year anniversary of Dice Shame. This past year has been filled with love, excitement, growth, and a lot of bad roles. Thank you to everyone who has given our little show a chance. We are so excited to continue on and bring you plenty more. If you enjoyed our show, please consider supporting us on Patreon as a way to continue to help us grow. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, shall we do this? Yeah, let's do it. To the show! Welcome to episode 54 of Dice We went to Icewind Dale. We went through Belliard. We've been to Waterdeep, the tomb of Thoroughflame. The tomb of Thoroughflame. Another one. Golden Field. And now we're. So dumb. Ladies and gentlemen, your Dice Shame troop. Here to up, present, up, 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 up. I picture us all running out on the stage with our feet <laughs> real high. You know how they do? Yeah. And the GM extraordinaire, <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe. Joe, you're- I walk out, <laughs> piecing the audience. <laughs> oh, it's very yes. good. Uh, so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's, let's hop into the episode. Let's do it. <laughs> Last week was left on a reaction from me. After Jack told me about his uh, imp, that Kieran is not Kieran, but an imp. Yeah, there's... Yes. Yeah. And I want to jump right back in and give my, I guess, my actual reaction to all of that. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think I think Red's really not bothered about it at all, because uh, he's like, it's a creature, whatever, but... Uh, yeah. Look, it doesn't matter. Whatever you did, I trust you, Jack. If you did it, you did it for the right reason. Yeah. And uh, it's no danger to us, is it? It shouldn't be. I don't think so. I don't know. It was. It's not a good plan. Did you do it for a good reason? Um, no, I did it because I was scared and hopeless. And uh, it seemed like a good idea at the time. I think that's kind of the thing that wizards fall down a whole lot. Just look at what happened to Dazan. You're not Dazan. Not yet. Look, eat. You- you did it because you were scared and you felt hopeless, but you did it for a good reason. And you told me, and that's important. Look, you and I know now. Maybe we can be proactive. Is there anything you can... Is there anything I can do to help? Or make you feel better about your choice? Just telling it, telling somebody felt good. Uh, it's probably just good to be off your chest. Yeah, right? let me think about it. Um, and I'll keep an eye on Oren and Kraloth and see see what I see, and we can go from there. Sounds good. And then, yeah, I think we hug. Oh, of course we do, yeah. yeah. And head back to camp. Spit hug? <laughs> yeah, Spit yeah. Spit hug. Or like and then like, on, on the way chest. back, he's like, <laughs> Red's like, so Kieran is not Kieran? It's an imp? Kieran's real name is Aglap, and they're kind of miserable, and I'm not really friendly with them, but... I'm calling them Kieran and making them stay as a raven just because it seems easier. Man, Kieran's going to be pissed. What's up with them then? Where are they? This one is definitely beyond my ability. You know, I do have something for you though. Oh, oh, and, and Jack, when we get back to the... <laughs> Once you've read this book, I'll, I'll answer that other question. But this is Ajamar's Guide to the Fantastic. It's, 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 re- it's a breezy, lighthearted, really easy read on illusion magic. It's like the <laughs> Nethri's Beginner's Guide to Illusions. It's how they taught every wizard 
their first minor illusions, just like you can do. Your, your wiggly pictures, if you read this book, you will be better at them. I promise you. It's, and it's, it's really quite approachable for being a text from the Nethery's Empire. For, don't bend any pages. That's so cute. <sighs> oh, All right, I, I'll try. And like he takes it already sort of like rough with the pages a little bit. This one's not giving me anything anyway. And I hold up the big dragon tome from Chasloth <laughs> that I've like been trying to read for the past like 25 episodes. <laughs> oh, it's like dog-eared and like there's stains all over it and there's <laughs> tomato sauce on it. And he's like, I finished it, but frankly, it wasn't very good. Here, you can have it. <laughs> Thank you, Red. It's stupid. At the end, he he just moves to Waterdeep, <laughs> <laughs> and we head back to the others. Um, cool. Half a day's ride down the trail towards Noanor's hold brings you to the edge of the high forest. The fields around you are carpeted with frost. The horse's breath is visible in thick plumes, and the wood is dense and dark. The largest building by far in Noanar's hold is the keep, nestled here among old pine trees on a hilltop overlooking the sleepy village. The building has three stories, corner turrets and rooftop battlements, but the windows are bricked up with stone the entourage of adventurers and horses all wind your way through the small village to a hunting lodge, grand and well-maintained, nestled among low stone cottages and stables, all sitting in the shadow of the keep. Wow, I wonder why they bricked up all the windows. That seems kind of strange. Huh. Are you supposed to see anything? Troll-proofing. It's mm. <laughs> not a bad idea based on what we've experienced. You think there's more trolls around here? I don't know. So, where do we got to deliver this box? Lion, Shields, and Costner. Kevin Costner? Yeah. I think we're supposed to give it to a man whose name I remember, named Amrath Mol- Molnabar? Molnabar? Man, I, this note's crap. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. Amrath Molnabar. Molnabar. Uh, hey, look Amrath at that. Moldabar. Amrath Molnabar. Bingo. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a look here. And Kraloth's just going to peer around, see if he can spot the Lion, Shield, Costner. Yeah, there's one. Of course there is. There's yeah. always one. Every oh, town right. has one of those, like, mall maps. <laughs> you are here. Lion Shield Coster, we've got a shield for you. <laughs> yeah, free advertising, Speaking guys. of, you should get more diamond in, in town. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. FYP. The Lion Shield Coster. Welcome to Lion Shield Coster. We've got caltrops and there's a sale on. I'm imagining like the tinned supermarket voice. Anyway, you go in there, but that's not the guy. Amrath Molnabar is not the Lion oh, Shield Coster uh, guy. Okay. Well, I will buy some diamonds. When we go inside, I yell at somebody, hey, do you know where Amrath is? And the guy's like, what? Amrath Molnabar. He's like digging through a pile of manacles in Moldabar. the Manacles? <laughs> He's in a pillory. <laughs> hey, you, <laughs> in the pillory up there. No, I mean, like, there's just, like, loose crates of stuff that they sell at Lion Shield Coster, oh. and one of them's just, like, a big crate of I thought manacles. you meant there's, like, a dude in the center of town no, that's in, like, cooler. one of those pillory yeah, boxes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. What I can't turn my head. Hey. <laughs> um, he just heckles people. We just want to find out where this dude is. Yeah, I, I led you to an inn, and then you guys were like, I want to go to a different <laughs> Oh, place. sorry, Let's just that was redo this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we're going to head towards the inn. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so I said you wind your way through the small village to a hunting lodge, grand right. and well-maintained, blah, blah, blah. So you're standing in front of this hunting lodge. Yeah, I think we get off our horses, leave the crate outside for the time being. Does this look like a, a 
bigger city town type? This thing? is much larger than Collinghorns, bigger than uh, Donglow, which was Nightstone mm, earlier, yeah. but not by much. Okay, but Donglow got attacked. And so it's kind of got the same same sort of thing. It's got a keep. Yeah, the keep is like up on a hill close to the woods. Mm, interesting. You guys are still kind of in the shadow of all the trees. All right, let's head inside this inn and see if we can't find that to contact. What did you say the name was again, uh, Jack? Everman Flow or something like that. Amrath Mulnabar. Ah, yeah, there we go. Nailed it, Doran. And we head inside the inn. Amrutha Mulberry. So this hunting lodge is gorgeous. All exposed ceiling beams. Mm. It's like past noon, so there's some roaring fires lit, banquet tables. There are impressive hunting trophies that line the walls here. Stag antlers, taxidermied bears and wolves, stuffed ducks, pheasants mimicking flight overhead. They're like strung up on wires. Lanterns cast warm light over the hall. And as you enter, a tall pile of white towels floats by you up the stairs, swiftly followed by a human man with dark skin and a sapphire blue waistcoat. He catches sight of you from the corner of his eye, spins on his heel, and smooths his hair back from his temples. Ah, good afternoon, messieurs. My name is Avgar Filsroy at your service. Welcome to the White Heart Inn, and many thanks for your visit. How might I be of assistance to you today? Hello. I like you and your vigor. And you as well, monsieur. <laughs> and I like your uh, room service. And he points to the towels floating by. Whoa. Ah, these are my unseen servants. You can't assume that I would be able to take care of this beautiful uh, hunting lodge by myself, would you? <laughs> no, of course not. Oh. Will you be staying here with us this evening? Maybe. We're just actually looking for the time being for a man named Amaranth Webster. Mulberry. Amrith Mulnabar. <laughs> Mulnabar. That's the one. Yep, it's the one. Same name. Ah, Amrith Mulnabar. Yes, he lives up in the keep just up the hill. I'm sure you saw the keep when you were up uh, coming to the lodge. Yeah, we did. What business do you have with Amrath? Super secret business. Oh. Uh, pardon me, no. I do not mean to be of any trouble. No, that's all right. You, you can keep ask. your secrets. Uh. That is the way of the hunting lodge. It's just we don't know how important it is, you know? You can't go around saying every delivery of saddles to everybody. Oh, oh well, say no more. Your secret is safe with me. I would never say any more. There's high quality saddles in that box out front. <laughs> <laughs> Doran, take over here. I keep saying the wrong thing. There are other people in the common room, which is just kind of down a little bit from where you guys are standing in the entryway. There are three middle-aged human men sitting in armchairs around the hearth. They've got their feet propped up on ottomans, holding goblets of wine in their hands. They're just kind of staring at the fire. They're not really looking up at you, but uh, they, you know, they're within hearing distance. If you guys were to scream about how much gold you have, they might, you know, hear that. Mm. Doran, I keep saying the wrong thing. You take over. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Doran's not going to take over talking. (laughs) Doran just looks at you ready. He's like, fuck you. (laughs) Do you guys have a kitchen here? Do I smell some some roast pheasant? Oh, of 
course you do. My unseen servants and I are making some lovely dinner. Ooh. And you'll be joining us, I'm sure. I, I, I would love to, to try some of the local cuisine. Something new. Yes. My stomach's Certainly. <laughs> oh, I hear it. Oh, yes. He gets down and puts his head against oh. your stomach. Oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yes. Very hungry, of course. Well, why don't we make the delivery first? Who knows? Maybe the keep has a big banquet waiting for us. Yeah, why don't you guys head outside? I just wanted to have a, a quick word with Mr. Philroy for a second. I would say certainly don't go out at night, that's for sure. Why is that? Oh, well, it's just not done. It's not what? It's not done around these parts. It's not what? You should stay inside. What does he mean? What do you mean, done? The going out of doors. What? Like it's uh, incomplete? Let's go, let's go finish our delivery and we'll come back, right? I'll, I'll explain it then. I will prepare a room for you. How many rooms would you like? I, uh... How many how many beds in a room? As many as you like. I can push them down the, the hallway myself. Oh my, you're make a room full of beds. So very accommodating. Um we'll just need um uh and I'm looking around at my companions. One room with two big beds? <laughs> There's six of you. Yes. So of you course. want to sleep three to a bed? <laughs> um, is that what you're telling Dorn, me? Doran is in charge of sleeping accommodations. You just assigned the beds, Doran. I can't wait to see where we're sleeping tonight. You, Doran, you've got that one. This is an easy thing. You're responsible enough. Doran's bed and everyone else's bed. <laughs> you're, you're putting me in, in charge? Well, I'll stay here then. <laughs> you guys go and deliver the package. All right, let's go do this. Mr. Philroy. Ah, uh, Yes. You know, Nornar's Hold is, is a bit of a destination, and, and you know, we're nobles from, from Waterdeep. You know, they, they do tell wild stories about the hunts around here. Is, is that... Ah, yes. Well, we have three such nobles here. Uh, keep my voice low so that they don't over overhear, but just there in the common room. And they, they do this sort of hunting? Like, there might be one happening soon? Oh, well, they told me they are planning to head out this evening. Wow. Um, that's good to know. Thank you. Of course. Do you think they'd be interested in others joining them, or is that you didn't get the, the sense there? They seem like kind of surly fellows, you know? All right. Thank you. At your service. He makes like a very grand bow. Yeah. Are you staying behind, Doran? Yeah, I am. Cool. Yeah. So he heads up the stairs with you, Doran, and uh, <laughs> he's like... The whole way jabbering at you, just like pointing out different pheasants that were killed by different notables, different like historical figures who had been through the last 300 years. You know what I mean? He's like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. going on about this place. And I think Doran's just eating it all up. And he, he's like totally enthralled being a warrior, a soldier, you know, not a hunter. But certainly seeing in the finesse of hunting versus the the gore of battle. Sure. You know, where heads are lobbed off versus, you know, taxidermy, which is very nice. There's no scars. Artistic. Yeah. yeah. And Avgar, although he's a little bit over the top, he's also like the consummate toast. Like you look to your left, he's showing you some intricate chandelier made of antlers. And then when you look back, you're holding a snifter of brandy. Somehow. You don't <laughs> yeah, even remember yeah, it having yeah, been yeah. placed in your hand. Excellent. Um, so yeah, he takes you on a tour of the establishment and the different rooms. And, you know, he allows you to pick where you guys will be staying the night. Meanwhile... Our party heads out to the keep. So there's this thing I'm really worried about. I don't remember. I told you guys the stories about this place. They um, 
and I, I I don't know how true they are. They're just the stories, but I got a really weird vibe, and they, like, hunt people here. Hunting humans? Or? Yeah, I think so. No. And I, I think those three guys in the lodge, I think they're planning on doing it tonight. What? I mean, the stories go that they have these wild parties where they whole bunch of guests go and hunt each other because that's the most dangerous game and, you know, some people don't come back from here. It got so bad that people quit coming and then it fell on hard times but, you know, that's just the story. It looks like it's doing at least as good as Nightstone was. Wait, so you think that these people in there, these nobles, are hunting people tonight? I don't know. He said don't go out at night and that those three were going on a hunt tonight. In the same sentence, in a place that's known for going to hunt people, I feel nervous about that it. That seems a bit crazy. I mean, maybe it's just a ghost story or a, like a bad thing they tell travelers to scare them off. I don't know. <laughs> and Quayloth starts laughing, chuckling to himself and shaking his head. He says, well, <laughs> well, I guess we now know why he didn't want to deliver his own saddles. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I was just about to say, there must be a reason that they didn't want to interact with the keep, yeah. which means we should be very smart. Oh, that's a good point. Hey, boy, come deliver this crate. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, aren't you the little boy from Amphail? What? I'm the mayor. The mayor of this place, too. Guys, look at him again. Cool. Mayor of here, too, huh? (laughs) I feel like at this moment, when you guys are talking about the human hunting, Avgar Philroy is like, and this is well, we keep the... The real trophies or whatever. And it's like, (laughs) it's all these stuffed dwarves. No mention of human trophies, unfortunately. No, eh? Okay, okay. But seriously, Red does say, maybe you have a point there, Kraloth. Maybe he didn't want to deliver them here, not just because it's ill repute, but because maybe they're looking for, quote unquote, volunteers to be captives tonight. Mm -hmm. Look, I... Rob, I'm... Rob, Who? come on. Where? Look, Rob. <laughs> what a weird name. Look, uh, Jack, I uh, I apologize if this seems a little bit doubting, but it's possible that this isn't currently running. Didn't you say it was like a couple hundred years ago it was active? Well, I mean, it's they've been telling the stories about it for that long. If it was a story that happened once 200 years ago, it wouldn't live on for 200 years. Right. Well, maybe we should ditch these and get someone else to carry them up to the keep. Maybe, Orin, we just got to be careful about sleepwalking tonight, I guess, is the... Uh, yeah, of, of course, Master Jack. Maybe you should um, cast a ward on, on my door. I don't know how magic works, but if you might just put a magic spell, and then I will stay in my bed. Hmm. Right, or maybe you could have Kieran watch him. Yeah. Now that you mentioned this, maybe we should go back and get Doran. I think this is the type of place where we all want to stick together. They're like putting an apple in Doran's mouth and like tying him to his <laughs> But he doesn't even get it. He's like, oh, this apple's really nice guy. Oh, you don't need to tie me up. That's all right. I'm comfy as it is. <laughs> if, if anyone's going to be okay, it'll be Doran. I'll go send Kieran to hang out with him so we'll know if anything happens. And let's go drop off these boxes. And the sooner we can get together, the sooner we're... Yeah, all right. What I'll do then is I'll just describe, because we left as I was going to prepare the bedroom. And I do. It's like... I've chosen the big corner master room and there's like four beds and I've pushed them all together into (laughs) one big bed and there's like, you know, fresh flowers and like a a burning fire and a hearth. Avgar's like, I think this will be wonderful. 
Yeah. I love the idea that Doran is accidentally amazing at like feng shui and bedroom planning. He's like, well, let's just toss this. He like touches the curtain and it like falls in this perfect way. And the dude's <laughs> like, oh, I've never seen such skill. And he's like arranging flowers. But just also that, that Doran's idea of like the perfect dwarven, you know, way for everybody to sleep together in the same big bed. It's all <laughs> yeah, yeah, warm yeah, and yeah, family yeah. and nothing's, it's all good. Oh man. I love to think like a family of dwarfs is like a bunch of puppies that just like all <laughs> sleep all on sleep top of pile. each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. cute. I get to be the bottom dwarf tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, I see. that's, that's the wholesome. peak position. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be Papa dwarf tonight. Oh, I just love it. This brings back so many good memories. Roll over. They all roll over and the dwarf falls out. <laughs> so I guess you're taking at least true Stephen. Yeah, true Stephen. Yeah. True Stephen and us will approach on foot. Yeah, but you don't need to take the other horses. No. Okay. Right? So Red, Crayloth, Jack, Orin, and B. All I don't mind if Orin and B stay and they're the ones tending the horses while Doran's taking care of the yeah. room accomplishment. Orin B, you stay here. We're gonna bring uh, True Stephen and this crate up to the keep. All right, Dad. So Jack, Red, and Kraloth, you get True Stephen and the crate, and you travel through the windy trails of this village. The sun is like sinking a little bit on the horizon. It's probably like 4 p.m. or something, coming up on dinner time. And you travel out to where the pine trees of the high forest begin, where the keep is nestled overlooking the village. There are some heavy-looking wooden doors on the ground floor that face out towards the village of Noanar's Hold. And as you approach this huge keep, you see all of the windows are all bricked up. It's kind of foreboding. You also notice that one of the corner rooftop turrets has partially collapsed. So this place has not only been kind of boarded up, but is also in ill repair. I mean, I'm not one to give too much to ghost stories, but if anywhere was a murder castle. <laughs> now you're telling me. Is there a gate? Nope. nope? Just these oh, okay. big oaken doors. I oh, feel right. so much like we're walking into a trap. Oh, yeah. I'm, let's knock on the doors. You knock on the doors? Absolutely. So like a minute after you knock, a little eye slit appearing right at like halfling and dwarf height opens up in these oaken doors and a pair of old, weathered, kind of milky, suspicious eyes looks out at you from the slit. What do you want? No one sees the wizard. Not no way, not no how. Basically. <laughs> uh, delivery from Callinghorns? Um, Callinghorns, Callinghorns. It's a town. Uh, yeah. What are you bringing? A delivery. Saddles. Oh, that too. Oh. For the hunt? Saddles, yeah, yeah, okay. Just hold on a minute. The slit closes. You don't know it's for the hunt. Play it cool, man. I just want to see what they say, yeah. And then the cranking of machinery opens one of the oaken doors enough to permit a five-foot entrance. He's like, okay, you can you can just put them here in the in the foyer. Uh, quick, quick, quick. Okay. And Kraloth pulls it off of the thing. And- Is everything okay? What do you mean? Don't ask questions. I think I'll wait outside on the bridge as they bring... We don't know how I'll need to go in. Right, okay. I'll, I'll lead the horse in with Kraloth helping me unload. Or? Kraloth, as you straighten up from dropping the crate on the dusty flagstone of the keep's entryway, you peer past the strange castellan into a dimly lit room beyond. 
Two silver candelabras covered with cobwebs sit atop a once grand feasting table, behind which five high-backed chairs are regally spaced. And in each chair, in dark and rotted finery, sits a corpse, their flesh dry and waxy, clinging to bone. In the flickering candlelight, you watch with horror as one of the corpses picks up a chalice, appearing to offer a toast to its neighbor who reciprocates, the raspy sound of its laughter echoing through the banquet hall. No, that's no good. Uh, 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 uh. So we see the party now standing in the doorway of the entry hall to the keep of Noanar's hold, backlit by the setting sun. Kraloth, you're just a few feet into the interior of the keep. Jack stands silhouetted in the doorway, and Red is outside on the pathway, hung low with pine branches and carpeted with needles. Just whistling, like... <whistles> yeah. It would appear that the dark rumors are at least partially true. It looks for all the world that the rotted corpses of the hunt lords of Nuanar's hold sit in a banquet hall beyond you, some 120 feet away from you, Kraloth, at a dining table, dimly lit by candlelight and draped with spiderwebs, and they seem to be quietly talking to one another. Amrath Mulnabar, dwarven castellan of the keep, is getting irritated that you've not left yet. He's prying loose the top of the wooden crate. I say once again, the terms of your work order are fulfilled. Now make yourself scarce. Uh, and Kraloth is really shocked, frankly. Um, he hasn't really seen that much undead in the past couple months. And so for someone who's so... He talks a big game. <laughs> he talks a big game. He's so righteous. I think that in this moment, actually seeing them in a position of power, he's just kind of at a loss for words. And he just nods and steps out of the keep. This is also kind of meta Justin being like, I don't want Kraloth to start too much shit right now. (laughs) So that's smart though. Additionally, you're missing like your bravest warrior. Like, yeah, I'm just outside the door. (laughs) No, but Doran, Doran is like (laughs) the one who wants to sleep together in a puppy pile is the bravest warrior. (laughs) Not going to stop us. No, but he's got his ax that makes it impossible for you guys to be afraid when he's within a certain distance from you. Right. And now he's gone. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's like, it's like, and we're missing, we can't fight them now. We're missing our bravest warrior. Snap cut to Doran looking at the bed, (laughs) (laughs) fluffing the pillows, plumping pillows. Yeah, homemakey stuff, making sure there's candles everywhere. The axe in the corner, he's just talking to it. Do you think they'll like this? Uh, I wonder, maybe Red should sleep here and uh, Kraloth can sleep here. Sprinkle a little (laughs) bit of lavender on their pillows. There's potpourri in the bathroom. (laughs) Gotta get some chocolates for the pillows. Before Jack leaves the doorway, he's definitely going to try and size up these these corpses moving in the background just to, to get a sense of, can he figure out if they're intelligent, what kind of magic animates them? Are they, you know, zombies? Are they whites mm. like the one we saw in Icewind Dale? Are they some other sort that he's never encountered or heard of before? These look to be very similar to the creature that you saw in Icewind Dale. Oh, really? Yeah. So they do look intelligent. And have they seen me? No, they don't seem to be interacting with you. They're kind of preoccupied with their own feasting. Yeah, Kraloth is, is in a bit of a blur, and uh, he nods to Amrath mm-hmm. and uh, kind of stumbles out the door and shakes his head. And, um, you know, the birds are chirping out there, and, and uh, he sees Red and Jack, and he just kind of has this blank expression. Everything all right? Um... Either I just had another vision, or the rumors of this place are true. 
I saw them too. So you guys are all sort of on the outside of the keep? Yeah. So Amrath walks forward and he starts to shut the door. Are you going to be okay in there, Amrath? I've served the Hunt Lords for centuries. And he closes the door. We need to. We need to. We need to stop them. We need to. We need to put them to their end. Kelimvor will not stand. Hold on. I'm clearly missing something. What are you? What are you talking about? I will conjure a little image of the corpses having supper in my hand with a minor illusion and just show Red what we saw. Cool. These are undead abominations, Red. These are dead people that have been brought back to life to serve evil motivations. Jack, didn't you say that this place was once a place where they hunted people? You think they're still doing it? I mean, that's the rumor. That's and and with all the like, don't go out at night talk around here. I wouldn't mind going back to be near Doran and B and and the rest of them. Maybe we shouldn't split up. I just feel like that ends badly. Mm, good idea. But we also shouldn't just stay in the hotel tonight. We've got to go out. We've got to put an end to this. Uh, you're not wrong. Let's regroup. Back at the White Hart Inn, innkeeper Avgar Filroy is leading Doran, B, and Orin back down the main staircase, and he's finishing up some tirade about the finer points of creating a realistically taxidermied duck and how to like keep the feathers like nice from collecting this. He's like, it is important to spread them with just a light detergent. Just every so often to keep the plumage bright. Wow. It really makes a difference. I'm sure you can tell. Oh, I, it's it's incredible. I mean, just the, the questions that go through my mind, like, how do you get all the blood off of everything? I mean, <laughs> obviously, when you hack the head off these creatures to, to put them on the wall, it, doesn't it spray blood all over the place? I mean, I think there there's a little bit less uh, hacking, Master Doran, more so of just a very light murder. Uh. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I, I, I suppose everybody has their own uh, has their own way of uh, of uh, maiming. So, and Oren is like, so you you take the insides out and then you put sawdust. Oh, and he sort of like blanches a little bit. I'm sure that sawdust has probably got a lot of flavor. Hey, hey, Oren. <laughs> and as we all return to the high-ceilinged common room, which is just fucking bursting with stuffed bears mm. and armchairs and stuff, if you recall, you see the three men from before, the other guests who are staying at the hunting lodge right now. They've got a bunch of their equipment all laid out on one of the larger dining tables, and they're, like, checking it all out, tightening straps, polishing rapiers, and packing them away into their haversacks and getting all set up to go. They've all got goblets of drink in front of them or in their hands and their faces are just kind of somewhat flushed. And that's when our other friends come in. So the party is reunited. And it feels so good. And I feel like maybe just before these three enter, Doran's uh, got a beer. And he starts he starts to converse and kind of chit-chat with these other adventures. Sure. So Doran's just starting up a conversation when Kraloth Red and Jack enter the the front doors of the White Hart Inn. And you're sure that you, we need to stop them? I, I just yeah. Here they are now. Uh, this, these are my companions. Oh, uh, hello. This is Red. That's me. And the really tall one there. That's Kraloth. And um, this is Magic Jack. He is just a <laughs> so. Uh, He's like Magic Mike. How you doing? So insightful. You'll uh, you'll you'll have to excuse me. I I have some preparations to do. Oh, of course, of course. And Red sort of gives Kriloth a 
interesting eye and, and turns to Jack, sort of like with a knowing raised eyebrow. I'm Ranthal. This is Marthen and Lesric. Dervos, we are uh, brothers oh. of Neverwinter. How lovely. Traveling with friends and family, I'll tell you, it really makes it, just makes it all worth it, you know, and ah, this just brings joy to my heart. I, lo- I love these three, well, and those two over there. And I point over to Orin and B. Before Jack and I head over, I just sort of turn at Jack and I just say, let's just keep what we found out under wraps for a moment uh, until we talk to these guys. Yeah. I think they're out to hide people. Let's just find out as much as we can. Let's play dumb. It's something I'm really good at. <laughs> and Jack and I head over to join in Dorn and, and the brothers. So what sort of uh, adventure are you are you three off to? Well, we're here to, uh, to hunt some hill giants. I hear they make great sport. So, yes, we're, we're just ready to head out and leave now. Can I roll insight on him? Sure. I already shamed Megan. Did I name a new die? No, you didn't. I'm going to name this die the Webbers. The Webbers. Ooh. For our great old one Patreon supporter, Michael and Brianna Webber. Aw. Yeah. Nice. Webber Welcome to the game, Weaver. Webbers. Welcome to the game. Welcome to the Here game. Here we go. Insight No pressure. Long time Invictus people there. That was a seven. Oh. So not great. Not a great start. They're warming up. Out of the box. Mm. Uh, which brings my total to 12. Okay. Not a one. They they seem <laughs> a little bit on edge. Do I get the impression that they're deceiving us in any way or... Nope. Doran's ears perk up at the words hill giant. Oh, yes. They are uh, certainly uh, sport, I guess you could say. Just, uh, you know, be careful. What you got there? What are you using? And I'm looking at the rapiers and... <laughs> And a rapier for hill giants. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what other what other weapons is Doran looking at here that they've got spread out on the table? They have a couple of crossbows. Okay. It's like nice looking weaponry, but mm-hmm. definitely doesn't look battle hardened. Mm. Say uh Ranthal, what's your what's your experience here with uh, hunting giants? I'm curious. Well, you know, I've been out on the hunt many times with uh, my family. Most of it is just hunting, you know, mundane woodland creatures, of course. But mm, of course, of course, we thought it would be good sport yes. to take on a giant. The three of us, you know, bonding experience. Yes, yes, of course, of course. And and, and what drove you to suddenly decide to uh, start hunting giants? Well, we thought we might. And then he looks over at his brothers who are both giving him like a uh no not right now kind of look mm. he's like just occurred to us so you're aware that uh, you know hill giants have a remarkably adept sense of smell <laughs> no i wasn't aware of that at all oh well they can smell you coming from a mile away they're gonna smell all these you don't you don't realize you're talking to the nightstone four then do you we've just taken out a whole hive of hill giants you don't say regale us with your tales of heroism well, now, now, before we get any further in, into this uh, detailed conversation, I, I am curious. I, I really would like to know what has prompted this. What has pushed you? And and I, I'd even like to uh, persuade. You can roll persuasion, sure. Maybe even intimidate. Well, no. No. <laughs> it's not tell me or I'll shank you. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be a 14. Yeah, the guy is like, um, well, you know, sometimes... Uh, little friendly competition between blood relatives is uh, sporting. Oh, I see. So uh, you've got family that's uh, previously hunted a, uh, a giant. Is that is that the case? Just between my brothers and I, a little bit of good-natured, shall we say, the, a bet? Ah, interesting. 
Well, uh, is it family only? Maybe we'd like in on this bet. Mm. Mm. Unless you don't want to stand up to the Nightstone 4. I mean, we'd happily, uh, you know, and the Red sort of pulls out a bit of gold from the bag of holding. You know, rolls it between his fingers. And the innkeeper comes by at this point. He's like, gentlemen, I must really just emphasize the importance of you not at all going out at nighttime, okay? I thought that I made this quite clear earlier. Now, these three men, these nobles, they are a little bit, uh, they have uh, motives, I suppose. Um, some kind of bet I overheard, gentlemen. And I understand that you are very interested in this whole giant hunting thing or whatever it is. But I must say, just as the proprietor of the Whiteheart Inn, that it is very dangerous outside. Mm. Uh, oh, we understand and we appreciate it. But, uh, you know, I think a friendly wager between friends who are here for the hunt. What kind of dangers? Can you expand on that a little bit? I bet if you gave us a little context, it'd be uh, really helpful. We're, we're certainly not from here. Do, do you know anything about the, the area? Just about the spooky stories about hunt lords and things. Yes, well, they ride at night, and uh, the hunt is uh, the hunt is well. Doran just would like to observe the three brothers. What's their reaction like? Are they aware of the hunt? Are they oblivious to it? Are they looking scared? Looking confident? Uh, roll insight. Okay. Oh fuck! A natural one. Come on! They're too tall for you to see properly. <laughs> And Ranthal, who's the man that you've been speaking with mostly? He's got like a, a slick back, brown, long ponytail. And he mm-hmm. sort of tosses it over his shoulder <laughs> and he's like, uh, Cool. Really, I, I understand that there's some danger. And that's why we intend to be out of the inn before nightfall. So if you would please uh, not hold us up any further, we have some preparations to see to. And he downs the rest of his wine. I mean, I'm I'm liking where Doran is leading on this too. And I kind of want to drop the bullshit and turn to the boys and be like, look, we're all here for the same reason. Let's cut the bullshit. You're here to hunt, aren't you? You can try to persuade him again. 25. Mm. Whoa. He looks deep in your eyes, Red, and he says, please, this is a family affair. Red sort of nods and says, fair enough then. And he turns back towards Jack and the innkeeper. Doran shakes the hand. He looks at uh, Marthon and he turns and says, well, good luck then. After, of course, they kind of try and dismiss them because they're trying to get out the door. Yeah, he'll he'll shake your hand. You'll want to aim for their uh, neck. Thanks. And uh, watch out for boulders. Good luck. Okay. Those things hurt. Kraloth, you went upstairs Yes. for a little while. What have you been up to? So Kraloth went into the room and uh, he saw the bed <laughs> and uh, didn't think much of it. Walked, walked over <laughs> multiple to beds. a little table uh, underneath the window and he glanced outside the window as he started to pull out different materials, material components, uh, and he starts setting them out very methodically on the table. He even pulls out his night goggles. Mm. Mm-hmm. He begins like, you know, pouring ingredients into one another and preparing salves and oh, getting um, ready. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he's just starting. He's doing preparation things. He's getting into Vampire Hunter mode. Yeah. Oh, I really like that, actually. It's a mirrored image from downstairs, what the three nobles are up to. And then upstairs, mm. Kraloth by himself is getting ready, too, mm-hmm. yeah. for his mm-hmm. own kind of a hunt. And then he glances out the window. The sun is setting, and they're like crows come off some of the pine trees outside and just make a flurry of noise. Sun's going down. <laughs> With that, I wrap up the rest of my my items. I put them on my belt. I nod to myself. I get up, grab my things, and uh, head back downstairs. Doran turns around after the three leave, and he heads back up to the bar, and he says to uh, Philroy, holding up his small cup, he says, So, uh, have you got anything bigger than just these small cups? I'd really like to quench my thirst here, if you don't mind. Then he kind of scrambles up on top of the bar stool. Oh, my apologies, Master Doran. Uh. Allow me one moment. And he retrieves a large goblet for you. A soup bowl. It's like a chalice. This is much better. Fill it to the rim, will ya? A soup bowl. (laughs) More of that same brandy? No, no, no. Give me some uh, mead. And he points to a big barrel tipped on its side. He gives you a a half bow and then sweeps the the goblet away. And I'll join Doran at the bar as well. Sure, yeah. And Kraloth has come downstairs now too. So I say to Avgar, so, wiping the big frothy mustache from my face. What exactly does this hunt entail? I know you've been warning us. Doran, I want to show you something. I don't. And just for a moment to try and catch his attention in the middle of drinking beer and hanging out at the bar like nothing's going on. I just want to show him the picture of the five like undead creatures drinking wine and pretending nothing's going on in this chasm. We're like, oh. Doran, this is what shook Kraloth and, and uh, it's not all bullshit. Whoa. Avgar is like polishing silverware uh, sort of idly and he looks out the window at the setting sun and turns back to you, Doran. Well, the reason that I tell you to stay in the lodge at night is for your own safety, as I say. The land around Noanar's hold is haunted by the spirits of dead hunters. With a clunk, Kraloth puts his armored forearms on the bar and listens intently. Yeah, gauntleted, heavy fists. Yeah. As your friend says, there are terrible rumors, you see, about what happened here many hundreds of years ago. And they are true, largely. We have a storied past here at the White Hart Inn. So the locals stay indoors. They do not want to be troubled by the ghosts of the past. Ghosts? What happens to the people who go out? I myself do not know because I stay inside. Mm. But you hear moans and howls sometimes in the darkness. It is enough to make any sane man go crazy. But that could be uh, anything, Doran says, kind of taking another swig and wiping his lip and trying to uh, convince himself there's really nothing to be afraid of. You know? mm. That could be uh, the little wild dogs that run around. It could be uh, birds. It could be uh, children screaming at home wanting milk. The axe head that's like poking up over one of your shoulders is like, don't worry, you can kill anything. No. Oh, orc splitter. Don't worry, you can kill anything is the best catchphrase. <laughs> You mentioned stories. Humor us with one of these. I suppose I can regale you with a tale or two of uh, the hunt lords of Noanar's hold. 
200 years ago, this village was established at the base of the high forest as a place where nobles come to find a way into the woods. Well, being that they are occasionally the greedy sort, sometimes uh, it happens that they want to hunt the most dangerous game, as it were, each other. And then he looks from one to another of you. Mm. It came to pass that there were lords who owned the holdings of land in this area decided that they would take up a more permanent residence here. And the five hunt lords established the keep here in Noana's hold. So you're saying that these hunt lords are like the wardens of what goes on between people who hunt themselves? Yes, they are retired now and they don't wish to be disturbed. Mm. Do they ever come into the inn? Uh, no, they stay in their castle. And so I guess the rules say you can't bust into somebody's house and kill them. You have to be part of the hunt outside. Exactement. Ah. With a clunk, he sets aside all of his polished silverware. Well, Doran kind of spins on his chair towards the... Whee! <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Well, I mean, this sounds like it's something that we don't want to trifle with. There's really no reason for us to go out at night, I suppose. I jump down from the stool and walk towards the fireplace. You don't happen to have a map of this town, would you? He slides a pamphlet across the bar at you. It's like, no Anna's hold. Welcome to the hunt. Exactly. <laughs> the glossy full nice. color. Mm. Well, thank you very much. We have a lot, I guess, to sort of discuss. Uh, and I pick up my drink and gesture over to the fireplace where maybe the four of us could talk about how the hell we want to handle this. I picture there's like a group of big, comfortable leather chairs with horns yeah. sticking out of them and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Gaston style. Yeah, and yeah, Avgar's yeah, 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 like, yeah. Uh, I will just go check on the unseen servants. Uh, they are making your dinner. I assume you will be staying for dinner. Yes, mm, of course. Food sounds delicious. A few moments, and he leaves. <sighs> Jack, how do you feel about all this? I don't love at all knowing that these ghost stories are true. That's very unsettling. But really, Kraloth, it, it looks like you're ready to go to war, and I'll, I'll back that play. Kraloth is distantly gazing into the fire. I feel like Doran's also just staring into the fire with deep thought. And then not really addressing what, what Jack says. He says, you're Raven. Would you be able to make them observe? Spy on the keep. See what comes in, what goes out. Yeah, it, as good as done. Kieran, why don't you go take a look at that keep? Make sure nobody's come in or out. Yes, master. I shiver a little bit. And I open the pamphlet. And I spread it out in front of all of us. And, <laughs> and it's like Disney. It's like, yeah. welcome mm -hmm. to the hunt. Mm -hmm. You are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big cartoon letters. It's like a cotton candy stand. Yeah. Make sure you register with the hunt lords before. <laughs> yeah. You must be this tall to hunt this ride. If you have a fast pass, you can go straight to the top of the hunt. <laughs> no, but interestingly, it does show a trailhead that leads into the high forest, mm. just to the southeast of town. And red points to it. Well, that's where we need to go. What? Why are we bothering with this? It's been a hundred years these undead hunt lords have been wardening over the people who come here to kill themselves. Do we really want to interfere? And Kralov gives Brad a level stare and says, They're abominations, and they are doing evil deeds. They must be extinguished. We let the other guy go. Dizan's friend. Mm, yeah. I, I don't know. Guys, this is... I just think maybe we should have a sincere discussion about what sort of fight we want to get into. 
Kryloth, I understand you're motivated Achilles' abominations, but let's not forget that we're here to help reshape the Ordning. The giants are our goal. It is not just motivation, Red. It is my sworn duty to put an end to all undead whenever I find them. This is an oath that I have made to the Knights of the Eternal Order, and I am not going to back down from my oath. Really? You don't back down from your oaths? Does this mean that you're a trustworthy companion, Kraloth? What is that supposed to mean? You know exactly what that's supposed to mean. B shoots you a look. We're either talking about it or we're not, Red. Put it all on the table or don't. And Red shakes his head. Look, all I'm saying is, the undead is Kraloth's goal, not ours as a party. Lathander's light should be brought to the darkest places. Yeah, but pick and choosy, because we didn't do it with Dazan. Mm. We didn't do it with Dazan, because Dazan was Jack's friend. But his undead companion wasn't. Mm. Being a person in this world is messy and hard, and you can't always make the right choices. But there's an opportunity to save three fools' lives tonight. Maybe we could take it. Well, hold on. They came here because they want to kill each other. That's what I've got. Uh, Jack, you said that nobles come here to, to hunt between themselves to end decisions. That means these three entered into agreement beyond us. They decided to come here so that only one would leave. You think stepping in is going to stop that? It's only going to delay the process. They'll leave this place, stand in the middle of the woods, and shoot each other three ways. And Doran sits his goblet down, and he turns to the three of you, and he says, What could we possibly do? Here, in this town, that's going to stop what's been happening for hundreds of years already. If we, even if we go out and we slaughter and put those foul, undead creatures back to their rightful place beneath the grave, is it really going to stop this hunt from continuing? And even if it does, so what? People are still going to want to kill each other. Kraloth, what's, what's your plan? What do you want to do? Whether or not the hunt continues, he addresses Doran, after these undead are vanquished, that is beyond the purview of Kelimvor. I do not mind in the slightest whether or not the townsfolk want to slaughter each other. What I care about is that there are abominations that are doing their evil traditions for their own sick benefits. We put an end to that. If the people want to continue afterwards, that's their own ridiculous prerogative i don't know i don't think it's our fight and red sort of sits back in his chair maybe not yours red but it's definitely mine and while i do have an oath to this party i also have an oath to my god and i am going to uphold it whether or not you back me that's up to you we can't foster hope in one tiny town with a horrible tradition how can we change all of the giants ordaining this is a test for what the Nightstone 4 can really do. If it is a test, then it should be a test of what the Nightstone 4 should do. And it should not be walking off the path that we are meant to be on to fulfill selfish requests. Then you get a good night's sleep, Red. I'm going to do what Kraloth wants. Selfish or selfless? Frankly, I agree with Red tonight. And uh, I don't think it's our fight. And I think uh, we should just stay in and head into the forest tomorrow. Kraloth, I'm ready when you are. Well then, that's your decision to make. I hope you enjoy yourselves here. And Kraloth stands and begins making his way to the door. Is this really happening? Yes. Good luck, Kraloth. Jack stands up and follows him. Sort of looks over his shoulder back at Red and Doran and... I'll message you if we need anything. Doran looks a little bit shocked that... You, you, you can't be serious, you're... 
You two are gonna leave? You're not. You're not. You don't need anything from my bag before you go, do you? And Kraloth stops at the door, his his shoulders going up slightly. And then he turns back a little too quickly and he says, Actually, you know what? Speaking of, he reaches into his backpack. I pull out the wooden wheat carving that Red gave me when I was feeling down right after Golden Fields. And I look at it for a second and then I say, You can throw this in there. It'll just weigh me down. And he tosses it to Red, turns around, and walks out the door. Kraloff! Too cold! But what am I supposed to do? I don't necessarily believe in what he's doing. Or maybe I'm just upset. Anyway, thank you so much to our great old one and Seamus supporters on our Patreon. Adam Fry, Megan Shepherdson, Merlin, and Mitchell Cadwell. If you want your name mentioned at the end of the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon as well. See you next week, and happy one-year anniversary, you old so-and-so. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.